1: Welcome to episode 65 of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry?
0: I'm doing well. I'm a little sore today. Well, last week, some contractors came and finished up the walls and trim and ceiling in my bathroom, and uh, I went ahead and had them do the ceilings in my hallway. I had an old attic fan, and it was just an energy suck. Like, heating and air conditioning just went right out of it, and we didn't use it. We don't open the windows in our house. We're all allergy people here. So we keep the house sealed up. And uh so I had them take it out and patch the ceiling and everything. I did not have them paint because I thought, oh I'll paint. It can't be that hard.
1: A ceiling is not it's probably a hard thing to paint because it's above your head.
0: It is a hard thing to paint and it's textured so it's a rough surface. And so I mean unless you want to put like seven coats of paint on, you have to push the roller really hard to like push the paint into all the little crevices and like literally I could do like five minutes and I'd have to have to take a break and then Eric would do five minutes and then
1: <laughs> yeah I can see why you're sore because you you don't normally keep your arms above your head like that
0: Well, and you're looking straight up too. So like my neck is sore, my shoulders are sore. And I got up this morning and I felt a hundred years old. And oh my gosh. So I told you yesterday that Eric broke his toe the day before. Ha,
1: listeners, y'all need to send some positive thoughts to Eric. Well, it gets worse. (laughs) Oh no, I didn't know it was worse than that.
0: Well, so I wanted to take the paint supplies into my shower to wash them out. So I go kind of like running into my bedroom as quick as I can so nothing drips on my carpet. And I stub my toe on the door jam of the bathroom door and I have now broke my left baby toe. It's like two to three times the size of my other little toe. I've broken two toes
1: before in the past. One, I like um, hit it on a curb, kind of like you did. Hit it on a curb when I was running into the house. But the other time I dropped a bottle of wine on my toe. It was for my 40th birthday. I had friends that came to visit me from college, and I had a 40th birthday party, and I dropped a bottle of wine right on my toe. Boom. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. Like, But the first one, when I hit it on the curb, I was like, I think I'll be okay. I don't need to go to the doctor. And Will was little. I remember he was, I don't know, middle school maybe. He's like, well, if it were me, you would take me to the doctor. And I'm like, well, okay. So I went to like urgent care, and then all they can do is like buddy tape it. And I'm like, oh, well, then I could have done that. So,
0: (laughs) well, see, Eric was crying around the house yesterday morning about his broken toe. And he broke his foot last year about this time. And I said, well, you still have your walking boot if you need to push your walk. Why would I do that? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, you're acting like it's really, really bad. So I went and got some tape and buddy taped his toe together. And yeah, then here I am this morning with my I told him, I said, we would not be very good in a three-legged race because we only have two good legs between us.
1: No, you would not. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm here at the beach. I just drove down today, and I'm so happy to be here. Our friend Michelle is going to join me tomorrow. I'm going to be here for five nights, and I just needed some time away. It just feels good to be here. I love it here so much, even though it's freezing. It's like 55 degrees and windy out there, but I can still see the beach. I I bundled up and went and sat on the porch as soon as I got here. And I'm always like so worried I'm going to pull up. Like it's been over a month since I was here. Almost two months, really, because I didn't go the whole month of January. And um, I'm always worried I'm going to get here and something will have happened. (laughs) Well, I'll walk in and some something will have happened. But okay, I'm always like, "Whew, we're fine." I think if something terrible happened, like they'd call me. Like the city it would be like, "Your house burned down." They would they would be able to find me. But anyway, I also our beach neighbors. I know them. They actually used to own our, her grandfather used to own our house. I've told you that before. But they come down all the time, and they um live in the town where my grandmother was from. So they will would have texted me if something was off. Anyway, it's still always good to walk in and everything's fine. And
0: Well, we wanted to give a shout out to Lisa and Janice. They both made a contribution to the podcast, which is wonderful. We really appreciate the support and your help in bringing future episodes of the Life Lessons podcast. And now let's move on to our good news segment. It is time to share good news from Miranda in Florida. And Miranda, I know who Miranda is. She has been in Jen's communities for years. She's a really great lady. She is from the like Ohio, Kentucky area. And she recently moved to Florida in the last year. She wrote, I'm back in Southern Ohio, Northern Kentucky training for my new job. Part of the benefits of working for my company is access to a fitness center in our building. It opens at 530 a.m. And being a morning person, I decided I would like to go work out before work and then get ready there. It is about a 45-minute commute from my sister's house, which is where I'm staying. So, day two of work, I had everything packed up, and I drove to the office. There were a few cars there, and I went to the main doors of the building, and they were locked. Went to the second doors for our company, swiped my badge, and the light turned green and immediately red, and the doors did not unlock. I did not have time to drive all the way back to my sister's to get ready for work and come back. Scrambling, I thought through all sorts of who lives closer to the office than my sister, but it was much too early to call them. Those are all at least 30-minute drives from the office, though. I also have access to the employee fitness center, but I'm pretty shy about trying to find out where it is, never having been there before. And then I thought of a great option. I looked up Planet Fitness nearby, and there was one five miles away. I got back in the car and I went there hoping to buy a day pass and at least get a little workout in, but mostly just a shower. At Planet Fitness, I approached the desk and asked if I could purchase a day pass. The young girl was confused, grabbed a coworker to help. Her cohort, whose name is Lully, explained that they had stopped offering day passes as of the week before. After going through much back and forth of, do you know any members? Can you come back with them and try it out later? I explained the immediate need I had to at least take a shower and get ready for work. Realization slowly spread across her face and she's like, oh yeah, go ahead. And she nodded toward the locker room. I didn't want her to get in trouble. So I hadn't sent a compliment into corporate yet, but I may. I might be very vague if I do. So Lully at Planet Fitness in Northern Kentucky Thank you for helping a girl out. That's a great story. And, you know, it just shows that people really do want to help.
1: You just have to ask, you know, don't be embarrassed. Just say, hey, I'm in a situation. What can you do for me? And she was perfectly happy to help. So don't be afraid, listeners. There's your life lesson right there from that good news story.
0: Yeah, I'm working on that life lesson. Well, I'll tell my husband, like, everything I have to get done. And then later, he's still, like, sitting on the couch. And I'm getting, you know, angry. (laughs) And then I'll say something to him, and he's like, "Well, you didn't ask me to help." And in my mind, I don't have to ask you. Like I just told you, and you should just like willingly like take something. You know, lighten my load. But he is such a literal person that he's like, "Well, you didn't ask for help. How am I supposed to know you needed help?" So I am having to learn to ask for help. Words matter. Sometimes, you know, Chad will say something like, "Do you want to?" I'm like,
1: are you asking me to do that or ask me if I want to do that? Pick one of those. Because
0: do I want to do it? No. Will I? Yes. See, and Eric will say, how about you do this? And I'm like, how about if I don't?
1: (laughs) No, I don't want to. Do you want to make me a smoothie? No, no. (laughs) But I will. I mean, (laughs) anyway, words. Good times. So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Oh, can I share one real quick that I wanted to share and I forgot? Well, I'm at the beach, so I'm not getting to use my new internet connection because I'm here using the Wi-Fi here. But at home, I've been having, Sherry, you know this, terrible trouble with my internet. It would just drop me, all sorts of things. You know, I've been trial and error trying to fix it. Wow has been out to my house several times. I've been on with customer service several times. The technician came out on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. this past week after I called on Friday and said, I've got to have internet that works. I podcast. And so the guy came out and he had been there before. And it tried to help me get it fixed. And finally, I was like, I think the problem is where it's coming into the house. It's like in the library of our house that has built in bookshelves and it's like hidden behind the bookshelf. I think whenever they put that in, the wire is old. So where it came into the house, it was behind bookshelves and then it came out. It's where like a TV cable used to be plugged in a long time ago. And I think that was the weak spot. So Patrick he was like, okay, <laughs> I'll make a new line. So he ran a new line into my house, hardwired it directly to my computer so it comes straight in. I'm not having to rely on Wi Fi anymore. And I have super fast internet now, and it should not drop my connection, which is, it's been so frustrating <laughs> trying to get it. Last time he was there, he made it better. He did something that helped. But it still wasn't giving me what I needed. So fingers crossed, it's fixed. but Patrick, from wow, such good customer service. And he, you know, I could tell he wasn't really convinced that it was what I was said it was, but he he did it anyway and did such a great
0: job. So
1: thank you, Patrick.
0: Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Before we get to the life lesson this week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today I wanna talk about Beauty Counter. As many people are making the cleanish switch, they have been asking me what the must-haves are from Beauty Counter. Honestly, just look at your current skin routine and start making changes based off of what you already use. You don't have to add a bunch of stuff, just replace it. So are you purely a wash and moisturize kind of gal? Then start by trading out your current face wash and moisturizer. Your AM and PM moisturizer should be different as you want a heavier treatment cream at night as that is when your skin is repairing. I love the antioxidant soft cream for day and the countertime tetrapeptide supreme cream at night. I was one of those people who was convinced that I could not use night cream on my face because it would make me too oily or break out. However, after switching to the Tide Supreme Cream, I am now a fan. That is just not true, and my skin really needed that heavier cream at night. As an acne-prone teenager and even adult, I was so afraid to use anything that felt like a cream on my face, but it's really quality matters. Everybody needs shampoo and conditioner, so as you run out, make the switch to Beauty Counter. They have an all-new formulation that people are loving, The reviews for it are great. If you just get on the website and you look at the reviews, you can read and see what people have to say about it. I have not made the switch yet. Jen has. I'm still using the old formulation, but I have already put the new kind in my cart for my next order.
1: What I love about the new one is the packaging is different and it's in a pump. Because the old shampoo and conditioner, it was really hard to get it out. Like as you got to the bottom, it was really hard to get it out. And also if you traveled with it, it might leak. It like leaked a little bit every time. I put it in a bag, wrapped in a bag, but this new pump formulation, so much better.
0: Well, and it's an aluminum bottle that has a food grade lining, and then you refill it as opposed to having to buy bottles and bottles and bottles of shampoo. So, and their Skin Twin Foundation is fabulous for all skin types and ages, And it's another easy swap to make as you run out of your current foundation. And if you're ever not sure about what products you need or how to pick a color, just feel free to email me at sherry at lifelessonscommunity.com. I do not mind helping you at all. I think it's really fun. It's uh, way different than healthcare. It's like I get excited when people message me. So you can shop at beautycounter.com forward slash Sherry Bullock, S-H-E-R-I, one R, V-U-L-L-O-C-K, and I will have a link in show notes as well. And if you are a first-time customer, you can save 20% on your first order.
1: Well, we normally share a company that helps us bring you the podcast after the weekly life lesson as well, but today we have something really exciting to announce, so we've moved this segment just for today.
0: So we are creating a VIP life lessons community on Circle. It is the same user-friendly platform that we have the Delay Don't Deny community,
1: and we just love it. It's so easy to use, and we're having a great time connecting there. But the reason we, we've we decided to do this, you know, you've heard us talk about in past episodes how we are barely breaking even on the podcast, and we've been struggling to fund our production and podcast hosting costs. So we really believe that this VIP community will help us finally fully fund the podcast, and we won't need to ask for ongoing support or scramble to find new advertisers and sponsors. Because, you know... There's only so many life pros that we love life pro, but you know, you're only going to buy so many life pros in the world. We don't want to have to keep coming up with new things.
0: We aren't closing the Life Lessons Facebook community, but instead we are just adding something special for those of you who want to support the podcast. And we have a few perks reserved for B- VIP members in the VIP community. You'll be able to listen to Life Lessons podcast episodes early each week. I'll be hosting VIP community Zoom meetings that you can only join if you are a member of the VIP Life Lessons community. We have some other ideas up our sleeves and we think you'll really enjoy being part of this special group. And
1: I'll be there, which is also exciting. Since I left Facebook, I really missed interacting with the Life Lessons community because when I said I was leaving Facebook, I wasn't kidding. Chad still also forgets that I'm not on Facebook, Sherry. He'll be like, did you see that video of the whatever, whatever? And I'm like, well, first of all, I wouldn't have had your same news feed even if I was, but I'm not on Facebook anymore, Chad. (laughs) He doesn't understand how that works.
0: You mean he doesn't screen record videos and send them to you like I do? He does not,
1: no. Sherry does that, y'all, though. She will. She'll be like, I know you're not on Facebook, so I can't send you a link. So she will screen record something and send it. Because I really, I don't go look at Facebook anymore. So I also want to emphasize why we're doing this. You know, we both love doing the podcast. Sherry puts in a lot of hours. As I said, we're barely breaking even, but it's really a labor of love for Sherry. But it's also a business. And I want her to have an income from this business, just as I've enjoyed from intermittent fasting stories. And here's another thing I want to emphasize. Even if you're not interested in being part of the VIP community. You're like, "No, I just love Facebook. I love the Life Lessons Group on Facebook. I don't want to go somewhere else. I am not going to go to another platform even though I would, you know, love to see you there, Jen and Sherry. I'm not doing it." We would still love you to join just to support the podcast.
0: Or maybe you don't Facebook and you would love to connect with Jen and I, you know, to hang out, talk with us, share ask for ideas, ask for suggestions, come join us there. We have a lot of people in the DDD community who did not Facebook and they are in our circle community and they love it there. And they are like really active, amazing members that we would have never known had we only been on Facebook.
1: Like I never realized how limiting it was to just only be on Facebook until, (laughs) you know, meeting the people that are just amazing members of the community. You're exactly right.
0: So here's something I'd like to bring up as well. I'm a big podcast fan. I have listened to lots of podcasts over the years. And I have always given back to the podcasts that I listen to because they're providing a service. They're providing entertainment. They're providing... Knowledge and growth. And that doesn't come free. I don't expect that to come free. So I've always contributed either through PayPal donations or Patreon. And the thing about Patreon, like one of the podcasts I listen to, I pay $5 a month for a Patreon membership. And The difference is there's no community there. I don't get to talk to the podcast hosts. I don't get to ask questions about the episodes or make suggestions or ask for a new topic. Like there's just no way to communicate with them. And you also can't talk and connect with the other listeners of the podcast. So I paid $5 a month because I wanted to support their work, but I didn't get anything back in return other than the podcast. So what we're providing you is a place where you can have community if you want community and you can have discussion. Whoever wants to join this community can make it what they want. Whether you want to share life hacks and recipe tips and shopping tips or whatever it is you want, it's your community and we want to provide it for you. And in return, it helps us. You
1: know, Sherry mentioned she supports her favorite podcast with the ongoing donation of $5 a month with no community and no VIP perks. But in light of that, we've decided to structure our membership and there are a couple of different ways you can join. In the new VIP community, you can choose either a $4.99 or a $9.99 monthly membership option. It's the same community access no matter which option you choose. But if you really want to support the podcast... Choosing the higher membership tier makes it more likely that we can continue to bring you the podcast and that Sherry can spend more time on the podcast and less time picking up extra work shifts, because that's really my main motivation here. I really want Sherry to feel like the hours that she's putting in working on this podcast are valuable to her as as a job and not just a hobby. (laughs) We love hobbies, and I don't mind life lessons being my hobby, but I don't want it to be like that for Sherry. So, all memberships are month to month, and you can cancel or change your level of support at any time.
0: So, if you'd like to join us in the new VIP community starting today, you can go to lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash VIP. There'll be a link to sign up, choose your monthly membership contribution of $499 or $999. And you can change to a different tier at the end of any month simply by managing your subscription from within the platform. We want you to choose an option that feels like the right value to you. For those who truly get value from the podcast each week, we would hope that you would be willing to choose a higher package to help support the work we do here and the costs associated with it. So
1: whether you choose to engage with the new VIP community or if you just want to simply support the podcast, we feel this will be the way we keep the podcast on the air for as long as we have episodes to bring you. And we have a lot to talk about. So we hope that that is years. Because I love doing this podcast. I love my other two podcasts. I love them, but they feel more like work. <laughs> this one is like where I go to relax.
0: Well, I love this, but it is definitely work. It's a lot of work, yeah. And, you know, the thought of having to close it makes me really sad because I feel like we do a lot of good here and we talk about a lot of topics that need to be talked about. And I think we bring value to people's lives.
1: And just the number of hours you spend running the Facebook group, I, I, you know, just to re emphasize we're not closing the Facebook group, but that takes hours to manage as well. And it's a podcast support group, so...
0: Anyway, we hope to see you in the VIP community. And now it is time for our Life Lesson of the Week. This week, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the topic of cleanish eating. We first talked about it in episode 62, but listeners wanted to hear a little bit more, and we get it. It can seem like a daunting task to change what you're doing. But in this episode, we want to share some tips and hacks that make it so much easier for you to make small changes that not only make a difference but will also fit into your budget and your busy life including some tips from our community. You know, it's easy to change your cleaning
1: products and your beauty products. I mean even though you might be attached to that mascara you've used for decades, it's still not that big of a deal to change your mascara. But food is hard because we're just so tied to certain things and food is so much more than just eating, right? It's emotion, it's a lot of emotion. So we want to all move towards more clean-ish eating, but we want to feel like we're enjoying it. So the first thing we're going to do before we get to the community tips, we're going to share our top three personal clean-ish eating tips and hacks that'll really help it become easier or fitting into your budget. So my number one tip, is to have a plan. I mean that might sound really stupid, <laughs> but it really does make a huge difference because if I don't have something high quality available, I am the person who like wanders around the kitchen and just shoves things into my mouth. I'm like, well, I'll eat a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and by the time I'm done, I'm not satisfied. I didn't really eat anything worth having. And I'm still looking for something that satisfies me. So my biggest plan is the meal kit delivery services that I use. For you, your plan might be weekly meal planning and prepping. But the most important thing is to have a plan. So you know the saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So when it comes to eating, that really is true. You know, when I still had the, the boys at home and I was a teacher and they were in, in school I wouldn't have a plan. So what did I do? I drove through. (laughs) Or I would run to the grocery store and pick up something out of the deli. And, you know, that was just not what, what was best for our family. And so you really, if you take the time to plan in whatever that looks like for you, that makes so much difference.
0: I'm with Jen. That's kind of my tip number one is I have a weekly meal plan. See, I'm remiss today. I have no meal plan for today. I had no food delivery today. My box didn't come. So here it is Wednesday. I'm sort of at a loss. I'm sitting here now thinking, what am I going to eat for dinner? When I know what's on the menu and I'm prepared for it, then I will follow it to a T. Now, I may like on Tuesday decide I'm going to have Thursday's meal, but... I've got it all planned. It's bought. It's in the fridge. It's ready to go. There's some flexibility. I might like scrap the recipe and take the meal components and make something completely else. But I still have a loose plan that I'm following. If I'm like, don't have a plan and now it's dinner time, I'm running around before dinner and I'm tired and I'm hungry and I'm stressed and I'm like, what am I going to eat? I have a very busy life and I'm going to say I probably have too much stress in my life. So the first thing that's going to go out the window is healthy eating. And I'm going to say, forget it. I cannot deal with this right now. I'm ordering a pizza or those are the days where I'm like, nope, it's a Whopper night from Burger King and out the door I go. So having a plan is the difference between success and failure for me.
1: My number 2 tip is not new news for most of you, you know, make real food more convenient. You might already do that. But for me, cooking meat can take a lot of time. So I like to do it like once and you know, freeze like if I might have a you know, double portion and then freeze half of it, but it's already cooked for me to pull out the next time. Or I'll order it already cooked. Sunbasket lets you change up your proteins or add extra proteins in there, like Sunbasket and Hungry Root. Also, they both have pre cooked organic or grass fed meats. So I know that I'm getting really high quality meats, but it's already ready. Like Sunbasket has um, like grilled chicken breasts that are pre cooked. And what's so fun is we don't eat a ton of meat. Like right now, we we do eat meat pretty much every day, but we don't like a lot of it. Like Will's living with us at home and we'll get like a double recipe of meat like because I'm making meals for four, but I'll only use half of it in that one meal and I'll put the rest in the freezer. But like with the chicken that's already cooked, I can chop up that half of it I'm not going to use, throw it in the freezer. And then maybe another meal that I ordered is a vegetarian soup, but I can pull out that t- chopped up chicken, throw it right in the pot to make the soup and I don't have to thaw it. So it saves a step. So it's like I'm stretching the meat a little bit, but also it's so convenient. I don't have to cook it again.
0: So crazy thing is, is I did not read Jen's tips before I filled mine in. So my number two is I prep my butcher box meats in advance a lot. I use my pressure cooker and I'll cook up a bunch of chicken breast. I will cook up even like chicken tenders, roast, go ahead and shred it, have it for different things. I like to grill up a bunch of chicken tenders at one time and I'll divide them up. I actually have a what is the seal and save or whatever that's called. And so I will actually individually portion grilled chicken breasts or chicken tenders so that when I'm going to work and I'm going to have salad, I just pull out two of those and take them to work with me. And each little package is enough chicken for one salad, or they're great to throw over pasta for a quick meal. I shred my chicken in advance. So like I already seasoned it up for like, if I'm going to do like Mexican, I go ahead and cook it and season it at once. So I it'll say green chili chicken and it's ready for burritos or quesadillas or whatever. So that's so handy to have. I love ribs. I buy them already cooked. They're cryovac. I just have to heat and eat.
1: My number three tip is really all about investing in high quality kitchen equipment that makes such a difference so if you've got good knives pots and pans that work the right utensils the right appliances cooking really is a joy so it makes me think back to when I first moved out into my first apartment it was my first year teaching I had been you know staying at my dad's that summer when I graduated from college and I got my first teaching job there close to their house and I, I bet they were really ready for me to move out <laughs> So they were like, all right, when are you going to get your first apartment? So I I did. And my stepmother gave me, you know, some things, some odds and ends that she had. And that was my first set of pots and pans. Do you remember the Visions line of pots and pans? They're like amber colored. And they were, oh, my God, they were the worst. They were made of Pyrex or glass or I don't even know. But I know why she gave them to me. (laughs) Because <laughs> she was ready to get them out of her kitchen because they were so bad. Like, it was impossible to cook in them. Everything stuck. You could boil water in there, but literally that was it. It, it was They were great for boiling water. But I thought I was a terrible cook. Because it was the first time I'd ever lived on my own and tried to cook. But it was those pans. So when you have the right equipment, quality pots and pans, you know, stainless steel or something that's not going to be, you know, your eggs aren't going to stick to. I'm using the ceramic ones that I just got. But it makes all the difference in how the food turns out. And another piece of kitchen equipment that I, I can't live without now is my Instant Pot. Sherry knows as I finally broke down and got the name brand one <laughs> I had another one, but the Instant Pot one, man, I love it. It is so much easier to use. So I pull that out several nights a week if I'm making rice or soup or chili, and then dinner's in there cooking itself. And it's just so easy. You just throw it in there and I'm going to do something else. I'm like, dinner's cooking itself. I also, with the Instant Pot, it has two of those line, those silicone, whatever rings. So I have, and they're different colors. There's a red one and a white, or like a clear one. So I know red is if I'm putting spices in there. Because my in my old one that was, was not Instant Pot brand, everything smelled like chili because I made chili in it. And like the silicone absorb that smell. So I just swap out. If I'm making rice, I'll put in the clear one. Or if it's something spicy, I'll use the red. And it makes such a difference. But I'm in love.
0: The other great thing about Instant Pot, too, we talked about having stuff like ready in advance. Like I'll make a big pot of spaghetti and meat sauce and I'll freeze half of it. The meat sauce, not the spaghetti, clearly. But I'll, I'll save half the meat sauce that I've made from scratch. And then when I want to have it for a meal, I can literally just take it, thaw it real quick under hot water, and then dump it into my Instant Pot and turn it on. And, I mean, 10 minutes, it's gone from frozen to bubbling hot, and you're ready to eat a meal. So you're putting it in still a little frozen. I take it straight from the freezer Same thing with chili, you know, you just take it out of your bag that you have it saved in or whatever you save it in, pop it in there frozen, turn it back on your stew or chili setting and boom, you got dinner.
1: All right. Well, you know what, what inspired me to finally switch over is because I was trying to figure out how to make boiled peanuts and I was going to make in my pressure cooker that I had that was a different brand. But everything you search for recipes, they're all recipes for the Instant Pot. And it's like special ways of doing it. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what that would be for mine. And it didn't, I couldn't find a recipe that went with mine and what settings to put it on. So I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to get an Instant Pot. You know, I like to just give things away. But Chad likes to sell things. So he sold my old one on Facebook Marketplace to someone. They paid, I think, I don't know, $20 for it. And they're going to use it at their church. I know that made me happy. I would rather have just given it to them, but whatever. Chad took care of it.
0: So my third tip kind of mimics one of Jen's as well. And it's to buy prepped veggies. Like, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to cook something and I, it says I have to chop up an onion and carrots and celery and a pepper and a blah, 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 blah. Instantly, I start thinking that is too much. I am like, I'm not going to say I'm lazy. I'm just not that motivated to chop vegetables. Now, if I have plenty of time, it's therapeutic to go in there, put some music on, just chop away. But I just don't. And you're not always every day in the mood for that. Maybe some days you are, but some days you're not. I mean, some days I'm not even in the mood to cook, let's be honest. So I need it as easy as possible. And whether I get my veggies already prepped from like Hungry Root or I just. Go to the grocery store and buy them pre-prepped. Most grocery stores have great pre-prepped veggies. Just because it says steam in the bag doesn't mean you have to steam them in the bag. You can take that bag of broccoli. That's already washed, by the way. You don't even have to wash it. And throw it in your air fryer. Good to go. So now we have some tips and
1: hacks from the community. And I loved this one from Leandra. I totally should do this one. She said, order your groceries online. You can have them delivered or pick them up curbside, as you Americans call it at the store. But the important thing is not to actually go into the shop. Leandra, just that that is true because... And Leandra says, I'm much less likely to have my brain tempted by the displays of half-priced junk food that is full of added colors, flares, etc. if I don't seed them. She said, I do get my fruits and vegetables at a separate green grocery. So I still get to choose and enjoy the displays of delicious fresh food. But that is really, really true because impulse purchases are real. I'll be going into the grocery store because I just need, you know, some heavy cream for our dinner tonight. And I'm running in to get that. By the way, I have to go in and get it myself because Chad just doesn't like to buy, buy organic heavy cream. So the we've just had to decide I'm just going to buy it myself. I'm going to run in and get it myself because he comes back with not the organic. But while I'm in there, I'm like, ooh, some chips, ooh, some crackers. I didn't need all those chips and crackers. So,
0: Listen, never in my life have I thought, I'm going to put veggie straws on my grocery order. But I was at the grocery store the other night, and I had this craving for something like crunchy and salty. And I saw this package of veggie straws, and I'm like, well, how bad could those be? Maybe they're healthier. And, oh, my gosh, well, I looked at the ingredients, no. That's like the ultimate greenwashing right there. But yeah, I would have never in my life would I be like, oh yeah, don't forget the veggie straws. No, but while you're standing there, suddenly it becomes appealing for some reason.
1: Chocolate bars. I mean, just everything. You're at the checkout. That's true. So that's a great tip, Leandra.
0: So Gail wrote, it is just my husband and I at home and I love the HelloFresh and Green Chef and even the microwavable meals delivered to us. I love that the spices and flavorings are all pre-measured and the instructions are right at my fingertips. Little or no waste. And to me, it is so cost effective as I am not in the supermarket for as long or as often. Green Chef even tells you the calorie count. Not that I'm counting. I agree. Like I use Sun Baskets microwavable meals because they're just so easy. And Kelly really agreed with Gail. She said, we have found that just for two of us, we don't spend much more money by ordering from the meal delivery services. We rotate between Green Chef, Daily Harvest, and Hungry Root. I typically break my fast with avocado toast and two soft-boiled eggs. The bread and eggs are organic. We make the eggs on Sundays, and then we eat on them during the week. That's a great tip. I do that as well. I keep frozen berries on hand in the off-season, these are cleanish and that i can't always find organic and then we mix the berries with raw almonds for a snack or dessert
1: that those are great tips and honestly if it's just for the two of you it probably is less expensive to use even though you know it might be sticker shock when you look at you know green chef or sun basket but compared to when i go to the grocery store and what i buy you know cuz it's organic you know sun basket and green chef have organic produce and if you start buying that stuff separately It really, really adds up, at least for me, the way I shop at the store. So,
0: Well, and the thing for me, too, is like I made some soup, some tortilla soup the other day, and I needed celery. So I bought this whole thing of organic celery. I'm not a person that's going to sit there and eat celery. I'm going to cook with it, but I'm not going to eat it. So now I've got this bag of organic celery, and I needed two stalks of it. And the rest of it's going to go to waste or... Probably go to waste, to be honest. That's
1: the best part about the meal delivery for me is that it's not going to waste. Now, it is, you know, it is more expensive for four. We have Will at home right now, like I said. There's three of us, so I have to get the meals for four. But, you know, we're having leftovers. And either Will or Chad, you know, appreciates having the leftovers the next day because they eat more frequently than they eat lunch. (laughs) So Zellerson shared several tips, and I thought they were great. First, making clean options the most convenient food in the house. And she said, there's very simple neural mechanisms for why this is important. Your brain will always crave whatever is the quickest path to reward. That's why fast delivery drugs are more addictive than slow delivery drugs. That's why your brain specifically craves the packaged foods in your cupboard when you feel snacky. So she said, make healthy options the fastest options. And that's what you will crave. I think that's so true for me. Like I said earlier, planning or I'm, I'm grabbing what's there. She said the only grab and go foods in her house are hard-boiled eggs, almonds, hummus or bean dip, and veggies that I keep chopped in water in the fridge. And the only junk food we allow in the house either needs to be frozen or requires some degree of prep or cooking. So all it takes is putting a few minutes of work between yourself and the foods you don't want to impulse eat, and you will virtually eliminate the habit. I think that is a really, really good set of tips right there.
0: So Daisy said, I try to do most of my weekly grocery shopping at our nearby year-round farmer's market, which sources local meats, eggs, dairy, produce, nuts, and grains in bulk. They even have an in-house bakery as well for fresh-baked breads, pastas, and sauces. I have to really meal plan from scratch before I shop there, but it is so nice to know that almost everything in our fridge and freezer is unprocessed. And extra bonus, we save a lot of money in our grocery bill since everything comes right from the farmer and skips the packaging middleman.
1: That's a great tip. We've got a place like that nearby us. It started, it's a great little place. It's called Good Earth. And they started as a vegetable stand. They had like on the side of the road, vegetable stand that you see places, and they have now built it into a little market. I mean, they have so many things. It's just gotten bigger and bigger over the years, and I love to go in there. They always have like really cool things and fresh things, and it really is fun, and it doesn't have to be more expensive. That's the part, you know, you can save money like Daisy does. So Joanne has has a strategy. She said, read the ingredients, then choose the option that has the least ingredients and the ingredients you recognize. She said it sounds so obvious, but reading the ingredients is sometimes all it takes to go, yuck, I'm not eating that.
0: And I have a tip related to that as well. I bought some salad kit. It was an organic salad kit. And um, it said, you know, all natural, blah, 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 blah. Well, I just grabbed it because the logos, the label, everything looked good. But when you turn the bag over and you really start reading the ingredients, I think it said clean ingredients, but the dressing in it was really not clean ingredients. It was full of inflammatory oils. So don't get fooled by what the front of the package says. Turn that over and really look at what what the ingredient list is. And, you know, I
1: even know better. I was at Sprouts and I love Sprouts. Don't get me wrong. It's our only natural grocery store. I love it. But I was there and I was impulse purchasing things. Like I said, I do sometimes. And I was like, I would like some ice cream. (laughs) So I'm standing in front of the ice cream and it was organic vanilla ice cream, Sprouts brand. Sprouts organic vanilla. What could go wrong? I didn't even read the ingredients. I just grabbed it organic. Well, it did have organic cream, but when I got it home and I'm like, look, Will, we have some ice cream. Let's have some after dinner. So I'm like scooping it out. Like, why is this so foamy and weird? Why is this texture consistency so weird? So I looked at the back and they had put like coconut oil and some other weird things to, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not really sure, but it was not like I wanted it to be. And I was like, okay, well, you can finish all the rest of that ice cream. It just <laughs> made me very unhappy. It was not what I was looking for. <laughs> it was a great price, but I didn't read the back. And so, yeah, read those ingredients. We also had some tips related to specific foods, and we want to go over those. Christina had a snack idea. She said, I like to roast canned garbanzos tossed in olive oil, also known as chickpeas. For anybody who didn't realize, garbanzos and chickpeas are the same thing. Tossed in olive oil at about 400 degrees for 20 minutes. The tip is to blot dry them well with a towel before roasting. That's really important when you're cooking anything, I've learned to dry it, because if it's too wet, it steams. And that's true, like with your meats when you're putting them in the pan. I didn't know that for the longest time. (laughs) They really do need to be dry. So she said, when they are crispy, I toss them in salt, garlic powder, a little nutritional yeast, and whatever herb sounds good. I used paprika this week. Kids like to snack on them after school. I do too. I have so many canned garbanzos, chickpeas in my pantry right now. I don't know what happened. Or why? But I'd have a ton of them in there, so I need to do some of this.
0: My tip is to really dry them overnight. Okay. Like drain them, dry them, and then let them dry overnight? Put them out on towels or whatever overnight and then roast them in the morning because you really want them dry. Once you bag them, they'll get kind of mushy. So
1: she also said another go-to around here is shelled edamame. Pop them in the microwave for 20 seconds and then sprinkle a little salt. Easy. Yeah, those are great snacks. And
0: they're good for you. Got that little crunchy, that salty, like a little sea salt on them. Suzanne says not to encourage people to eat potato chips, but even your potato chips can be healthier. There are brands that use avocado oil or coconut oil or olive oil. So if you're going to occasionally treat yourself to some chips, just avoid the bad oils. Boulder Canyon is a good brand that has some chips made with avocado oil. And I actually get my avocado oil chips because listen, life's too short not to have salt and vinegar chips. (laughs) So I get the Thrive Market salt and vinegar chips that are made with avocado oil, and they're fabulous. And I get my good crunch salt in, and about once a month, I open up a bag, and there's something about that salted crunch. But the same thing, the the
1: avocado oil is just a better option than those those other, even if it's organic, yeah. The cottonseed and canola and... All right, so Jennifer shares, not all nuts are created equal. Make your own. With a selection of your favorite nuts and use coconut oil to roast. If you're trying to reduce your dairy intake in meals, take the time to discover full-fat coconut milk. It can replace dairy in so many recipes. And she said she's a big prep ahead for the week person. It's the biggest thing that keeps her husband and her on track throughout the busy week. We feel you, Jennifer. It's true. If I didn't have the meals sitting there, I'd be like, we're ordering pizza again. (laughs) I know that Chad and Will are going to be eating some pizza. I tried to prep for them. I have like several plates of food prepared for them, but um, there'll be pizza time, I'm sure. So she said, cut the veggies ahead, make a soup on a Sunday for dinner on Monday. And she said, the last one is not my hack, and I would love to give credit where credit is due, but I don't know who posted it. But spoon the healthier version of peanut butter, you know, the kind that separates into a bowl, and stir it to combine, then put it back in the jar. She said she tried it this weekend, and it was a game changer, thanks in advance to the person who originally recommended it.
0: Well, my mom used natural peanut butter from the time I was a kid. I never even knew what like Skippy tasted like till I was an adult. And I'm like, what? What is all this sweetness? And I just want peanuts and salt. And even, you know, I use it to give my dog his medicine every morning. And after we talked to the vet on our vet episode, and she was talking about how important it is to keep their fats down, I thought, why do I want to give my dog peanut butter that has added palm oil or cottonseed oil to it? So they get the all natural peanut butter too. So Lori shared some swaps she swears by. She says she adds mashed winter squash to any sauce, freeze portion sizes ready to go. She mixes spaghetti squash in with pasta. So she's adding some veggies to her diet. Replace oil with applesauce and replace flour with oatmeal. And I have to say, I have done the oatmeal swap. Like if I'm making meatloaf or like meatballs, anything like that, that you would use cracker crumbs or breadcrumbs for, you can use oatmeal instead. Get a little extra fiber in there, and it holds everything together. And
1: Well, I'm going to have to try it. That sounds like a great idea. But yeah, I remember that book. Who was it? Jessica Seinfeld wrote. Do you remember that book? I bet you were thinking about that at the same time. I mean, I feel like I should see if I still have that. I think I do. I think I have it on my shelf. All of you moms out there of littles, if you're not old enough to remember that book, I bet you could find it at like any used bookstore. It was called Deceptively Delicious, and it was a book of recipes where that she had put these little swaps in there, like adding mashed winter squash to the sauce. And your kid is like going to eat the spaghetti and not notice that they're eating with mashed winter squash in there. But it was a whole book of recipes like that. So you could get your kids to eat more veggies and fruits and, and things that are healthy. Or your husband. <laughs> Luckily, Chad will eat anything I put in front of him. And Will will too at this point.
0: Eric thinks he's allergic to vegetables. He will eat corn peas and potatoes and we constantly have an argument about what a vegetable really is but so if i swirl in like some zucchini noodles with pasta or grate up zucchini and carrots into my marinara sauce he doesn't know they're there he eats them he's getting the good antioxidants and polyphenols and all that good stuff from the veggies and everything i add and he doesn't know well i'm gonna let that be
1: my tip number four My tip number four is everybody get Jessica Seinfeld's book, Deceptively Delicious. And even if you yourself feel like you have a hard time getting more fruits and vegetables into your diet, I might pull it out just to look at it again because I remember just it really made a difference.
0: Yeah. It's a good way to boost your fiber. Your gut's going to love you. and The more fruits and vegetables you can pull in there, the better. So we hope we have given you a few ideas that will help you make the transition to cleanish eating in a way that works for you. It doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Um, It does take some planning and a few strategies, but you can do it. And I am really a fan of of crowding out. So think about what you can add into your diet rather than what you have to remove from your diet. Next, we have a listener-led lesson. Well, I lie. This is my lesson (laughs) I was telling Jen about my little hack the other day and she said, oh, you need to share that. So occasionally Eric will go to the store for me when I am working or I'm out of town and I would always text him a list. But then, you know, you always forget. You remember, oh, yeah, and this and that. Well, so then his text wouldn't all be together And invariably, he would miss one section of the text and three items wouldn't get purchased. So a couple of months ago, I realized we have iPhones and there is a reminder section on your iPhone. We have a shared email account. So I could go into the reminder section and go into that account and make a list for him. And so now I put grocery items on that list. And the cool thing about the reminders app is that when you touch the item on the list, it just disappears. It clears it. So once he gets it, he just has to touch the list. It clears it off. And then when his list is empty, his shopping is done. I can even add things to the list while he's at the store. So it's really great. And then like if he's using up the last of the mayonnaise while I'm at work, he can add it to the list so that if I happen to go to the store without talking to him, I know to check the list and see if there's anything on it. So I've heard of family sharing apps that do similar things. This one is just free. It came on the iPhone. I'm sure Android users, there's probably something that you know. And if you know it, write to us. Tell us your, you know, so that we can share it with our listeners. So at the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from
1: a listener. And today's quote comes from Lori Blanton. She says, I turned 60 in July and it was a wake up call. I realized that my lifelong struggle with obesity and constantly searching for that elusive something that was going to turn my life around was within my reach the whole time. I know this podcast isn't about intermittent fasting, but I can't share my story without mentioning it. After a wonderful week-long birthday celebration in Nashville, indulging in yummy food and cocktails with friends and family, I returned home feeling at my lowest. Determined to make some changes, I discovered Jen's book, Fast Feast Repeat, and it has changed my life. It probably saved my life, if I'm being honest. Oh, that just tugs at my heartstrings there, Sherry. She said, I immediately started feeling better, both physically and mentally. I gained so much confidence that I decided to return to something that has been a passion of mine since childhood. I started taking horseback riding lessons. I found an amazing instructor who is the most loving, caring, and compassionate person I've ever met. She has several students in their 50s and 60s and is so supportive of our later-in-life pursuit to become accomplished riders. This is my love letter to both Jen and my instructor who have helped me discover that life doesn't have to slow down as we age, but can be a time of discovery and adventure. I'm also including my favorite quote that epitomizes how I feel about life now. Lori, I love this so much. (sighs) She says, life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride. And that quote is from Hunter Thompson, and his book was The Proud Highway, Saga of a Desperate Southern Gentleman.
0: So I first saw that quote walking through Idaho Springs, Colorado. I was there with a friend and we were just kinda window shopping and there was a cute little boutique with little decorative things and somebody had painted it on a sign. It was in in the window and it caught my eye as I was walking. I was like, wait, hold on, I had a backup. I took a picture of it. I think I had it as like my Facebook cover for years because I loved it so much. Because, and actually my neighbor, Mark, he has the sign in his bathroom in his house. And the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh. That's like one of my favorite quotes because that is the purpose of life. Use up your life. Use up every second of it. Enjoy it. Have adventure. Really live. Live each day fully.
1: Like Miss Frizzle on the magic school bus. I don't know if you've heard her quote. Get busy. Or I can't remember what it says. Make like get messy. Make mistakes. I just said it
0: all wrong. But (laughs) that's the point. Like, you know. Don't just sit around and wait for life to come to you. Go out there and take life. So listeners, thank you very much for joining us today. Make sure to join us in the new
1: Life Lessons VIP community. Go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to be a VIP podcast supporter for either $4.99 or $9.99 a month. Your support ensures that we can keep bringing you episodes of the Life Lessons podcast each week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And we would love for you to leave us a review in iTunes or on Spotify, which is now you can now do that because reviews help us reach others. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener led lesson or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. And until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.